Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Um, this week's episode was born out of truly just my own selfish curiosity. <laughs> I, after Astros After Midnight came out, mm-hmm. was thinking about making like a K-pop disco playlist of all my favorite K-pop disco songs. But I, like, didn't even know where to start. And I was like, oh, I'll have to, like, sort. So I was like, maybe I can just make the listeners start a list for me. And yeah. that's essentially what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, too. Of Like, how would I even go about finding my favorite disco songs? Because I'd have to go through and just, like, re-listen to all to of every the songs song I've, I've ever, ever loved. <laughs> and see, like, does this have disco elements? Yes or no. Um, so what we did instead was we asked our seasoned fan tier patrons to submit to us their number one favorite K-pop disco track. Um, so we have a list of, I think, about 11 that okay. we've pulled. Um, and so we're going to listen to them, and we'll just have a little bit of a reaction. And if you're... If you are a patron of our Patreon, then you will also get a video reaction of us listening and watching everything that got submitted. Um, But before we dive into what the patrons sent to us, we wanted to talk a little bit about what disco is and kind of the history of the genre, because we are, of course, an educational podcast at our heart. Um, And how can we talk about disco (laughs) if we don't just like tell you what that even means? Yes, especially because I was worried, like maybe people don't know what I mean when I say disco guitar. Um, And so we just wanted to, to give ourselves a starting off point to say, okay, this is what makes a disco song. And then when we get into our patron recommendations, we can listen and watch together and kind of decide, does this qualify as a K-pop disco track? Should it be on the playlist? Yeah. Because we will start building a monstrous K-pop Oh yeah, disco the playlist, playlist will happen. It will be huge. It was part of the whole <laughs> ruse is there's got to be a playlist so that we can have a full K-pop disco dance party when we're done with this. Exactly. That's the real goal here. Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to dive in, and I'll give us a little mini lecture, mini history lesson. Wonderful. Disco is a genre of dance music and also a subculture that emerged in the U.S. in the 1970s. It developed in the late 1960s uh, as a reaction to rock music and the stigmatization of dance music. I think that kind of spurred the growing popularity of it. But as a genre, the music developed in African-American and Latino-American dance clubs in Philadelphia and New York City. There are several very specific signature elements that make a disco song. So these are the things we're going to be listening for when we are listening to our K-pop songs and deciding, is this K-pop disco? Number one, you must have soaring vocals. They are often reverberated, and the vocals in the melody line are doubled by horns, strings, and electric pianos. What we usually call disco guitar on this uh, show, yes. I learned, has an actual term. Okay. It's called chicken scratch rhythm guitar, and it sounds like this. <laughs> this is the, the 
signature piece. Like, if you are wondering whether a song is disco, does it have that scratchy waka 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 whatever disco song in the guitar? If it doesn't, it's probably not a disco song. Um, so that combined with the syncopated bass lines is uh, what usually makes up the guitar and bass lines of a disco song. So now we've got these vocals, we've got horns, strings, and electric pianos layered in over these guitars and basses. And then the key piece, the number one can't have a disco song without it, is the four on the floor beat. And basically all that means is that the bass drum, the drum that's on the floor, hits every single beat in the four, four time signatures. So the bass drum is gonna keep one, two, three, four throughout the whole mm. song. And that's a typical dance beat. It's not exclusive to disco, but almost all disco has it. And it's not originally an American beat either. Um, in the U.S., you can trace it all the way back to the Lindy Hop, which is a type of swing. Um, but four on the floor is a very common for any kind of dance genre because it helps you keep the beat. Mm -hmm. So all together, what you really get in the disco sound is what people call a wall of sound because disco tracks are incredibly produced and usually take a whole like orchestra in order to make them because what you have is the vocal strings and horns on the melody which are then being harmonized by the electric piano and the chicken scratch guitar and there's a doubling of all parts of the music so you get this so it's very it's a huge sound that's why they mm -hmm. call it a wall of sound because you have like no empty space in the composition of the song so there's a lot of examples of this in American music, obviously, because it was a hugely popular um, genre here in the U.S. and for a while like dominated the pop music tracks. Um, the four on the floor beat with the hi-hat, you can see one of the earliest, thank you, <laughs> one of the earliest examples, you can see it in later Motown. Um, Harold Melvin and the Blue Note song, The Love I Lost, is one of the first mainstream examples of this. It came out in 1973. The Van McCoy's The Hustle, which is a classic disco song, and this gives you a really great example of the horns and the strings that define the genre. cannot talk about disco unless you talk about Donna Summer. So of mm -hmm. course, Last Dance. This has, I mean, you can just really hear the like wall of sound in this track, I think, because you have her voice, which just goes like all over the place. And then there's no empty space behind it. Like the, every harmony and melody line is filled with some kind of instrument behind it. Um, not an American artist, but ABBA, of course, is like definitive of disco. I yeah. think most people think of ABBA when they think of disco. Um, and their song, Mamma Mia, which is perfection. Um, the chorus of it, that iconic, Mamma Mia, does it show again? That's a great example of the doubling of the vocals mm -hmm. because everything else in that song drops out and you just hear the vocals that are being doubled by the piano behind it. Although in general, the instrumentation of Mamma Mia actually doesn't fit several of the disco right. elements that we need on this checklist because it was kind of on the earlier side and it still has a lot of influence from the rock guitar. Like ABBA had a lead guitarist and one of the things that's very specifically different about disco is that it takes the emphasis of the lead guitar that is in rock music completely out um, because now you have like the whole composition sort of working together you really don't have one element overpowering any of the others 
Disco, like I said, was very popular throughout the 1970s, but then it started to decline uh, toward the 1980s. And I normally wouldn't have really gone into that much research about the decline of a genre, except that there was one particular event that right. stood out to me that I was like, well, we have to talk about this because what the fuck? Um, so in the 1980s, um, or in like toward the, the late 1970s, because the genre of disco was associated with dance clubs and because it started in black and Latino dance clubs, it was often affiliated with uh, queer club culture as well. So you have a lot of, a lot of people are associating disco with promiscuity, with drug use, with sexual liberation. Homosexuality. Exactly. And- And heathens, Mm -hmm. hedonistic nightclub culture. Um, There is a very fascinating article from 1979, uh, which is called In Defense of Disco. It's by Richard Dyer. And it's a really interesting read if you want to learn a little bit more about um, the correlation between disco and sexual liberation from heteronormativity. (laughs) Um, Because Richard Dyer makes a really fascinating point um, about the sort of like phallic, emphasis of the lead guitar in rock music and how because disco like I said doesn't emphasize that and instead has a very different relationship with all the instruments in the music he makes a really fascinating correlation between that and like sexual liberation and exploration outside the confines of gender so really interesting read from the time period in defense of disco. But anyway, because this old subculture was largely connected with homosexuality and promiscuity, and the um, it, a lot of people didn't like it and had a lot of things to say against it. And toward the end of the 1970s, people started criticizing disco, calling it overproduced, mindless, consumerist, and like escapist. Right? People are criticizing it for being this essential bubblegum pop that doesn't have substance, as opposed to rock music which usually has some kind of complaint or purpose or even it. like the movie Saturday Night Fever which like at it on its head seems like a glorification of like disco and joy and dancing is like a really dark movie that yes. ends really terribly and really sadly so like the point of that was to be like see this is not disco good. it's dangerous <laughs> it'll lead you down a dangerous path so there's a lot of debate about where the sort of harsh criticism against disco came from. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, who is the singer of I Will Survive, a disco queen, she claimed that a lot of the criticism came from a capitalist point of view. She claimed that because disco is not cheap to produce, it was costing American producers money to make it. Um, And so because of that, she basically claimed, look, it costs somebody the wrong amount of money and they trickled down the point that disco needed to die. But this all caught... What am I saying? Culminated? Thank you. This all, I almost said consummated. Um, This all culminated (laughs) on July 12th, 1979, which is known as the day that disco died. Or the official event was called Disco Demolition Night. This night happened when two rock DJs in Chicago and the son of the Chicago White Sox owner staged an anti-disco demonstration between this baseball doubleheader between the Chicago White Sox and some team I didn't write down. <laughs> they, in, basically, there were going to be two baseball games. And in the middle of the base... So, like, after the first baseball game, the DJs had been telling everybody to bring their disco records, like bring whatever we're going to, we're going to do it's a disco bonfire. demolition night, yeah. whatever. So the crowd was, it was a sold out night. 
the crowd was filled with people with like signs that said like disco, disco sucks. sucks and all this stuff. And after the first game, the two disco DJs brought this like whole crate of music and they literally exploded it on the field created a huge ditch in the field and then the crowd mobbed the field and had to be broken up by Chicago police in riot gear and the second game was canceled due to damage to the field duh so that after that disco was pretty much dead and yeah, nobody in the US white boys had beat each other up and said uh -huh. it was dead and said so that was, was enough <laughs> so nobody wanted to play disco anymore and now it was now we had this popular idea being perpetuated that disco was not cool if you've ever watched something like that 70s show mm -hmm. this is a great example of the stigma stigma against disco music there's literally an episode where jackie and fez get into disco and they start dancing and they have to like hide it hide from it the from rest friends, of them because yeah. everybody thinks it's like a nerdy thing to do but anyway uh there's a lot of critique over like what stirred this like why would someone create such a demonstration against just a genre of music? And Rolling Stone critic David Marsh wrote that same year that the event resulted from, quote, white males 18 to 34 who saw disco as the product of homosexuals, blacks, and Latins, and therefore responded to appeals to wipe out such threats to their security. So... Just like you said, these white boys got mad that other people were making fun music, so they decided to set it on fire. Really interestingly, this is like totally different, but it feels really parallel. I recently watched the Woodstock 99 documentary Ooh. on HBO. Highly recommend. It's really hard to watch. Like there's a lot of really rough stuff in it. So warning about that. But in a similar way, that was like Dave Holmes. My buddy Dave Holmes was saying mm -hmm. in the documentary that, um, it was like at that time MTV was playing like Britney and Justin alongside of Corn mm. and Limp Bizkit and stuff. And so those like angry white boys that liked their angry white boy music was like were very angry at MTV for like catering to not them. Yeah. And so like at Woodstock 99 before they burned everything down, like Carson Daly had to be like rushed out because they were just like pelting him with glass and rocks and shit like fuck you cars and daily wow so like i don't know just a kind of similar like whenever yeah. things that are like for girls or gays get popular like it seems like it bubbles up and then people mm -hmm. get fucking pissed and they have to burn it down absolutely i mean even in the 1970s like toward the end of the 1970s when artists like david bowie started incorporating disco elements into their music they were criticized as sellouts because now they're bringing in this like more pop popular music genre and therefore like oh you're going mainstream because like that's what a lot of people like mm -hmm. so the 80s really marked the decline of disco and the 80s there's really no disco in the 80s um but the legacy of the 80s i mean the legacy of disco cannot be ignored because from disco we get edm period <laughs> like all of edm comes from disco disco created house techno and euro dance genres Disco gave us DJ culture and early hip hop. Um, if you've ever watched the Netflix original series, The Get Down, it's a very stylized, like fictionalized telling of the start of hip hop in New York. And it talks about how DJs would find a particular part of a disco song and loop it in order to be able to rap over it, but not alienate the people who are there to dance. Right. So you want to be able to still engage the crowd without losing the dance element of the song so for example the song rapper's delight uses the disco song good times as a foundation for it in the 90s 
once every this is happening now (laughs) yeah like every 20 years we start getting nostalgic for 20 years ago so the 90s brought about more 1970s nostalgia and so that's where you start to see some pop music bringing back some disco elements delights groove is in the heart is a great yes (laughs) great example That just hit me like yeah, things that, like that. Yeah. I saw that epiphany in your eyes. And we're like, yes. And then in the 2000s, we got a genre that was referred to as new disco. N-U hyphen disco. Like um, new metal. Exactly. So it's like refreshed, right? And so that's where you get um, artists like Daft Punk and Kylie Minogue really making their mark. Um, the 2010s, we're infiltrating more into the pop music. Artists like Bruno Mars, Robin Thicke, Justin Timberlake starting to create disco songs that you can't stop the feeling or whatever. Disco. Yeah. Now, in the 2020s, it is currently one of the main trends in pop music. Yeah. Like You cannot deny that disco is back. Artists like Dua Lipa are credited with bringing it back with her amazing album, Future Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But also you can hear it in Doja Cat's, um, like kind of the TikTokification of music, yeah. I think brought a lot of disco elements back into it because it is dance music. Um, but the funniest like I guess analogy I saw of like why disco is back Mm -hmm. is because disco is escapist and it is fun and we're not having a great time right now (laughs) so we need our music to be the fun that we're not having in our real life Um, and so that kind of brings us up to today where we are in the disco world we've come full circle I think for sure Um, and we can see it now in our k-pop as well Um, there are a lot of examples like we said we would have to literally go back and listen to like every Every song I've ever heard ever heard and decide (laughs) whether or not it makes the playlist Um, but just off the top of my head I thought of six great recent k-pop examples of an overall disco concept and then just the disco elements overt disco concepts first up jyp and sunmi's when we disco remember baby love This came out and the whole thing is literally set at a disco club. It's basically Saturday Night Fever yeah. but with a slightly different ending. Um, then we've got G Friends, Mago. This song didn't have full disco elements throughout the entire thing, but the disco concept was big in all of their outfits, in their stages, and in the music video yeah. as well. And then of course, BTS, Dynamite, fully disco concept, again, in the outfits, in the staging. I believe there's a set it of just the say it literally, really yeah, big that's what I was It literally <laughs> says disco really big behind them at one point in the music video. Um, and the song does include a lot of disco elements, especially that chicken scratch guitar. Um, but there are other disco, there are other K-pop disco songs or K-pop songs that incorporate disco elements that weren't in the concept but are in the instrumentation. We've said this a lot, but Astro's After Midnight doesn't have an overtly disco concept to it. They're just kind of like summertime, fresh-faced boys. But the disco guitar is fantastic, mm-hmm. and it is a major point of the chorus of that song. Brave Girls We Ride is probably my favorite example of recent K-pop disco. And when I was thinking of, like, when I was literally pulling together all of the information for this episode, and I was like, what are other disco songs? I had something else on there. And then I was like, wait a minute. We Ride. Is that a disco song? 
is that why I loved it so much? And I tr- it literally took three seconds of the song to start for me to be like, yep, this is disco. Here yeah. we go. So we made the list. Uh, and then lastly, not the last song, but the last example from the recent years that I have on my list, TXT's Blue Hour. Again, an example that doesn't, like Astros After Midnight, doesn't have disco elements throughout the entire thing, but in the chorus in particular, the chicken scratch guitar is a feature of the main melody or harmony that's behind the vocals. Yeah, that's all very great. Um, One thing I wanted to mention before we move on to watching things, because I think when we're talking about K-pop, it's important to consider, and that is the existence of city pop. Mm. And city pop is Japan's version of disco that was truly birthed out of American disco, like 100%, Mm. and it was the late 70s, early 80s. I was just going to say, didn't it get really popular in the 80s? So it must have come almost like as disco was declining in the U.S., it was infiltrating and picking up popularity in Japan. And so it's like a lot of the same elements in city pop, but I think the main difference is that because it was the 80s, a lot of the set, like the um, music instruments in city pop are electronic it's Mm -hmm. electronic keyboards it's electronic violins and so the sounds are more futuristic sounding but it's disco Mm -hmm. and so i feel like a lot of the times when we're talking about disco-y k-pop like a lot of it is more city pop than it is disco but i think it's all in the same like family for sure absolutely i think the main difference that you'll probably be able to hear between city pop and disco is that city pop like you said it's gonna have more like synth Mm-hmm. And like sounds that aren't that you can't necessarily pinpoint the instrument. Mm-hmm. And disco, you should be able to name the instruments you hear. Right. Right. Like you should be able to say that's a trumpet, that's a guitar, that's a bass. Yeah, because a lot of the disco like biggest disco bands like Casey and the Sunshine Band and like were they just called the Family Band? Why can't mm. I think of their name? But they had like 15 people yeah. in them, full horn sections. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a an orchestra yeah. playing your dance music and that's why a lot of a lot of disco was criticized as being overproduced because it is that huge production and that's one of the reasons i think gloria Gaynor point rightly pointed out that it was expensive (laughs) and so a lot of american music producers didn't want to pay for the 15 piece orchestra they were gonna have to use in order to make one song yeah well Let's uh, see what our Patreon uh, listeners submitted for us and judge them. No, No, but now that we have our criteria, we know what to listen for. We will be able to, because some of the songs on this list I have heard before. Most of them I haven't. There's a few that I question. Are they disco? And so we're going to find out. We're going to decide together. Okay. All right. It's time to get into this list. Um, so our Patreon listeners were assigned. Give us your favorite disco song and tell us why you chose it. Yes. That's the prompt. Mm-hmm. So we'll just go down. This is in no particular order. So we'll just go down. We'll read the title of the song and the artist, the little explanation, and then we will watch and or listen to whatever it is. All right. So our first submission is twice can't stop me and this listener said cannot not dance when this song is played and i normally only like boy groups Ooh, i mean i agree you definitely can't not dance when listening to this song so let's find out twice i can't stop me is it disco (laughs) 
So right away, I would say I can't immediately name that instrument. It's like, a, it's a, it's a synth piano. <laughs> okay, we've got our dance beat. Now this is a trap beat, mm -hmm. not a disco beat. I tried very hard to learn this dance and I like do know it, but I could but never so do fast. it fast enough. <laughs> so now that we're in the chorus, I would say I'm not hearing any of the chicken scratch guitar and I don't hear a syncopated bass line, which is usually a very definitive disco piece. But we are proving this listener correct. It is a you dance. You cannot. It is a dance. Not song. dance. That is absolutely true. Oh, yeah. Ugh, these outfits. I loved these Ugh. yellow outfits. This was what so got me. Much. I know. Them on the platform. <laughs> I was done. One. One Tumblr GIF set is all it took. And I was in love. <laughs> she's not even my type. But she's commanding that center She spot. really is. She really is. I remember Jenna telling us that Nyan had to lie on the floor in order to reach some of those high notes when Valor they were recording. It on the floor. This is an emergency. Cause I know I can't stop me. Momo, free woman. Oh yeah. I love the Rainbow Canyon. I want to live in it. It looks so cool. The rainbow. Yes. Yeah. This, like, look at this. You know what? Rocks. It looks really similar to the like alien set in the Bad Boy music. Yeah, video. I think that one's like more pink. Yes, but it's this very one's similar. rainbow. But basically, the bottom of a ravine. Yeah, the bottom of an alien ravine. Oh, Momo, that outfit <laughs> is perfect. It's so perfect. <laughs> ah! Dolly Parton her dies. Hair, her hair, like, just. Ah! Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, perfect haircut for her. Ta -ta. Ah. Amazing. Amazing! Oh, I forgot about this part of the music video. The train. Can't stop it. <gasps> Can't stop the train. Well... Well, I think that's definitively a dance track. It for is like sure. a synth pop dance mm -hmm. song, and it is definitely yeah. a dance song, but it doesn't, fortunate, unfortunately, it does not fit our yes. disco. Yes, it doesn't criteria. have anything off of our checklist. However, I would say it definitely would be like, I think that song to me had more, when I first heard it, I thought more of like 
80s Pat Benatar yeah. like girl power anthems. Absolutely. Um, so that had always more 80s than 70s vibes That's what I to would me. say. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. The next one we have is a song I've not heard before from a group I've only ever heard the name of. I don't think I've ever heard anything from really? this group. Really? I don't think so. May, no, that must not be true. It can't be true. I feel like they came up at least twice in our audit last year. So okay. like, you have to have at least like, heard something of heard theirs. some of their songs. All right. Well, I didn't, I haven't heard <laughs> this one. This is from Snooper and the song is called Platonic Love. <gasps> oh, excuse me. I was looking at the next, I was looking at the next oh, list down. Oh my gosh, I like, yes. I definitely know I the like, other group. Know <laughs> excuse me. No, no, no. Take that all back. Snooper, that is a name I have heard. A name I have heard. heard. Yes, a name I've heard. And this person only said if this had been released in 2020, dot, dot, dot. Mysterious. Mysterious. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know anything about this song. Released in 2020? Bad? I don't know. Okay, here we go. All right. So this is Snooper Platonic Love. Okay, we already have a retro vibe. Wait, I've seen this. I take it all back. I've seen this. In fact, I think we got them in our random game, and this was what we watched. That's the only reason I must have seen this. Well, there's a disco ball. This is disco. I don't need to hear anything else. <laughs> Just because the, the ball, the ball is all we need. Yeah, we've got. They're at a roller. There's a. They roller, are at a roller rink. rink. Although this might See, actually again, lean this heavy. This is city 80, pop. Like city pop. Yeah. 80s. Like. Yeah, I don't hear that guitar. And there's no horns. Or strings. No. Strings is an important disco element. But this is a great example of a disco concept for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Because the music video, like we said, is set in a roller rink. And, and has... roller disco was a whole oh, element yeah. of disco where you danced on roller skates. Mm-hmm. Which is also making a resurgence right now. All things roller skating. Yeah, this sounds like AHA or mm-hmm. something. It's like very 80s. I would also say there's like space in this composition. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not a wall of sound. But like when we were doing, sorry to talk about another group while we're listening to these guys, but in fairness, we've done a reaction to this before because they are 100% on our random game. So <laughs> when we talked about Lovely's Hide and Seek being like a fucking song, like yeah. a <laughs> composition, someone threw the kitchen sink at it, that's a wall of sound. Right. In no part of that song is there less than three instruments playing at a time. Sure. But this echoey, this is not disco. No. Common misconception. <laughs> hey man, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you brought up city pop because I think that's where this divide is coming from. Absolutely. Or where the Venn diagram is happening. Yes. I really like the retro video effects. Yeah, with the little VHS play buttons and stuff. And then this cut to the, like, suits. Oh, the girl is shook. 
footwork. Okay, I think that this person's point is that if this came out in 2020, it would be way more popular than it yeah. was when it actually came out, which looks like 2016. And yeah. I think I agree. I fully agree with that. This is very much the vibe of music today. Yeah, absolutely. Love that kick and kick. Body roll. I like the, I like the cape coats too. Yeah. Cute. Bye, Snooper. Yeah, and that va- that like um, what's it called? Vapor wave. That the font and that is very eighties too. Mm-hmm. And the neon. I feel like anything that has a lot of neon in it is going to be more eighties city pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. This next one is the group I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong line. This next song is Golden Child's Fanfare, and the listener who submitted this said. Golden Child hit hard with their latest comeback and cemented their place in my heart. This is their B-side stage. It doesn't scream disco to me. It's more like it murmurs it quietly in my ear with that beat and the instrumental carries me along with it. I love right. that description. Intrigued. So let's have Golden Child murmur, murmur in our ears. Quietly in our ears. <laughs> All right, here's Golden Child. And I chose the performance version because of us. Of course. Because we are who we are. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm I'm more sold on this one I so am. far. Ooh, that funky bass. Here we okay. go. Also, fine ass men in suits right now. Yes. Ooh, Ooh this is fun. Oh my god, this song is great. I no longer even care if it's disco. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy to watch this. All of these men in their suits, they look great. I love the little slight variations in each one. Yeah, this is actually very mm. interesting because it's definitely got the funk and the mm-hmm. beat that we want, but the piano that was in the verse is like a very 90s kind of piano. I don't know, there's a lot that of elements kind of like coming together. Echoey, like almost like an organ. Yes, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. That. But the bass is using the chicken scratch technique, which is comes from a specific way of playing the strings and like holding the frets. So I totally, right now, am standing behind the murmur of disco. Yes. Perfect description. I think perfect submission. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hit that note. Love this. Ooh, and we are bringing in the horns. Yeah. 
This is a wall of sound. This is a wall of sound. You know what I think this is missing though, is the doubling up of things. There's mm. no like, none of the instruments are echoing the melody line. Mm. Amazing. That was fantastic. I loved it. Murmur of Disco Indeed. I loved that. I think that totally can go on the playlist. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. Great choice. Great, Great choice. submission. All right, next. Next up, we have Shiny Kiss Kiss. Ooh. This song is pure perfection in every note and every piece of instrumentation. I love the funky bass, the soft syncopated lyrics, the groovy guitar, and the sweet synths. Shiny vocals are always impeccable, but in this song, I am obsessed with the gentle harmonies juxtaposed with Onu and Timmy and just belting it out. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> It was in all caps. Yeah, no. When, <laughs> when Onu floats off into high notes while Mino sings, come and give me that kiss kiss, I feel like my whole world is happier. This will be my favorite disco-inspired track forever. Special shout out to these lyrics sung by Mino and Onu. With my lips, I'll read your heart down to the single word in a new way. I'll make a language just for the two of us. To put this simply, I love you, Shiny, forever and ever. <laughs> all right. Amazing. Um, there are no visual elements to Kiss Kiss. Chinese never Heartbreak. like done it yet. Heartbreak. But this is my favorite song off of the Don't Call Me album. So always excited for an excuse to listen to it. And I totally agree. The Onu Timin harmonies and ad libs toward the end are what fucking make this song. And let's go. Let's so see let's if it's disco. It. Well, I did say in our album review episode of Don't Call Me that that bass lick is directly taken from a, a disco song. I did yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Here that beat it's going The song is taking its time building in though. Which is fine. Oh, of course. There it is, there chicken it is. scratch. Can you hear it? Oh, can you hear it? Oh, that's yeah. That chicken scratch guitar goes bounce chicka. That's what. That's yes. Bounce chicka bounce chicka bounce. I was going waka waka waka. Both <laughs> like work. Fozzie I think both work. <laughs> I feel like it's fair to oh, no. the harmonies. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I the the description of this being disco inspired. Mm -hmm. like, yes, because this part, this stuff is like a little too simple. If this was Absolutely. a disco song, there would be this would not. There would be, be four so other much. things happening. Yeah, but the guitar and the bass line is undeniably 
And I think once we get toward the end of the song, you'll really hear it build into that wall of sound. But the difference with Shiny's disco is that the wall of sound is built up of their voices. <laughs> but like, that's what the Bee Gees did. And like, yeah. that was Abba's, like, it's that, mm -hmm. the, for, the harmony of as many people as you can is like an important element. Exactly. taking off these. They're jangly. <laughs> Here comes the best part. Are you ready? Here we go. This next suggestion has, wait, am I skipping one? I don't know, maybe. Hold on. Oh, oh. No, this is the next okay, one. Yes. Okay, This is a lot of words. <laughs> okay, our next submission is I use you and I. Okay. Oh, then, I didn't even think of I, you, you, you and I. I. <laughs> um, okay. One might not immediately think of disco when they hear this song. Where is the funk bass line? Where are the synths and hand claps? While the hallmark of recent revival disco includes all these elements, what's missing from the current revival is the lush orchestral sounds Agreed. that were prominent in the early days of disco that bring the drama and the velvet texture to the dance floor. Think of Barry White, George Benson, The Hustle, heck, even the disco version of the Star Wars theme. I was going to bring that up, that in the Beethoven one earlier, and I forgot Ooh, to, but yeah. anyway... When I first heard you and I a couple of years ago on a random K-pop playlist on shuffle while riding my scooter, meaning I didn't have the chance to look down at my phone and see who it was. At the moment, I was a little confused. Was this thro song thrown in as a was this song thrown in as a throwback from some lost era of 1970s Korean music? It couldn't be. The production sounded too modern, and whoever was singing this def definitely didn't sound of that time. But I also assumed that if this was a contemporary song, the singer must be a diva from an earlier generation making a comeback because who would sound this seasoned and do this kind of song? The rich symphonic sound with the four on the floor beat was speaking 70s disco to me, but modern? It wasn't for a while that I knew who sang the song and that she was super young when she released it and that it was from 2011, decades past, when I thought this kind of music was still being spun. As someone who was obsessed with Donna Summer as a kid and watched Charlie's Angels on the first run of network TV, I was transported to another time entirely and tricked into thinking this was a relic from back then. What I do think is different here from vintage orchestral disco is how the music expresses less of a feeling of decadence and more about 
magic. Mm. Seeing the music video with a teenage IU in a storybook Sleeping Beauty setting is made this more clear. But the constant drum machine beat means it's not for a bedtime story. It's for a night out doing a little disco cha-cha. Ooh, well, this person <laughs> clearly knows the ins and outs of disco. Yeah. So I'm very excited to hear this song. I don't think off the top of my head I know it, but... We'll, we'll find see. out if I've, if I've seen it before. I chose not the original music video. I chose the performance version okay. because we are who we are. We are who we are. Okay, we've got like steampunk gears and ballerinas looking mm. people to start with. Ooh, grand. Well, so yes. grand. Wednesday Adams, I you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, these tiny little feet. The choreo is kind of like um like a doll, like a marionette, not yeah. a marionette, but like like a puppet. Yeah, like a doll like come to life. Dolls. Oh, this song. I know this song. I don't think I do. But that violin that you're hearing in the background with the like, dee, 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 yes. I feel like that's in so many disco yeah. songs. ABBA loved a dee, 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 dee. Yeah. It's the most important part of like, I will survive. Mm -hmm. like... Oh, outfit oh. change. <laughs> this does kind of remind me of that um, lovely song though, in that princess disco mm -hmm. way. Like. I love the strings. These boys are getting their, their own dance solo. <laughs> Take it away, boys. I use boy dancers always do, though. They do. They always have really complex stuff. But this, I feel like, has that signature early IU of, like, Broadway pop. Yeah. Like the stage like is such a yeah, about like it's such about. a chorus line. I love that the guys have to do that dramatic <laughs> too. Oh, the that range. guy's feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> choreo she's got great heels and all mm -hmm. of these very high heels. very high and her like that skirt the is skirt's so, so short. small <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said wednesday adams i was like yeah but with the tiniest <laughs> skirt i've ever seen <laughs> like she can't sit anywhere no that will be bare ass on the chair <laughs> I can totally understand why you would have thought that this was like super dated. Yeah. 
Especially for something that came out in 2011. Yeah. Like, nothing else sounded like this. Not from a new, young solo artist. I don't think so. But isn't that also one of the reasons IU, like, wasn't very popular after her debut? Because she was making music that, like, no well, I think at first she was just making like really like boring bad. or ballad. I was gonna didn't I didn't mean <laughs> to say bad. I meant to say ballad. Ah, <laughs> <gasps> oh, wow, beautiful, beautiful. I liked that. I think it totally can work on the playlist. It could absolutely. Um, but yeah, it totally is that. It's that print it, like. The princess disco where like the beat was the beat was totally right, but the like vibe of the melody is like Disneyland mm-hmm. show. Yes. Like there's something like Yeah, where you're almost focusing you're not bringing in the guitar and you're not bringing in the horns, so it makes it overall much lighter. Yeah. And more like sparkly. Yeah. Very sparkly. Yeah. All right, next. Next up we have WJSN, you got, this listener wrote, choosing just one track was really hard for me since there are so many great songs in this K-pop subgenre. Most of those that made it on my short list are rather bright or, oh, I'm sorry, are rather bright or hit you over the head with their disco concept. As a contrast, I chose You Got by WJSN. It's a sophisticated and sexy song that I just can't get enough of. P.S. My honorable mention are Luna and the Boys Dancing to Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. I have watched their end-of-the-year stage countless times, and I still enjoy it a lot. But sadly, the track itself isn't K-pop. All right, so here we go. We're going to watch WJSN You Got. And I actually think this is... Oh, no, I did find a performance. You found a stage? I did. All right. <gasps> I love this song. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't recognize the title right away, but I fucking love this song. And it is, it is definitely disco. You can hear it already. But that city poppier because that's that's fake. Yeah, with the Those echo-y. instruments are fake. Mm-hmm. Fake in that a computer made them. But You, you know can I mean. hear the lasery, like, that I think makes it more yeah. city pop for sure. Oh, they're wearing princess. But the beginning sounded like it had the chicken scratch guitar. Maybe I was mishearing it. Well, that bass is really mm-hmm. coming in. They're wearing the like princey writer pant outfits that I love when girls wear these yes. horse horse girl outfits. Equestrian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, canes. Oh man, I was at a, at one point I was really good with their names and I stopped practicing mm-hmm. and now. Oh, you got me. Yes, so those like grand sounds that you hear are definitely city pop. Like the, there's a lot of dissonance and like the mm-hmm. wall of, there's a lot happening in the wall of sound, but the sounds themselves are, are electronic. Computer, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I love it. And this choreo is like much smoother and like different than mm-hmm. I thought it would be. I listened to this album so much. It's so Is this, good. The, this is the unnatural album? album. Oh, 
Hmm. So I guess we're going to have to decide if on this playlist we want to differentiate between city pop and disco. Mm. Because I do think if we're going off of the checklist, it doesn't count. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe we can make two playlists or somehow yeah. separate them because, like... Because I think if we opened up the if we open up the parameters to include city pop, I, I do think it's a different thing. I think it's a different thing. But I don't know. Look at her bolo tie. She's so cool. <laughs> and her tails. Her tails. She's oh, she's the, the only, only one. one. Booty yeah, out. she's the only one with tails. Cause she's expensive. Yeah, and these echoey, baby, you got what mm -hmm. I want, feel very 80s, too. Yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. Fantastic. That was great. But yeah, I do think that that, I do think we got Maybe to we need to, now we need I think to now we have to make split. two. That's we fine. We'll just split. make two it's playlists. It's totally fine. I love it. Because, yeah. I'm going to have to re-listen to We Ride now and see which and see side if it's, of the I, spectrum I feel it like on. that song is more city pop, but. But I think it has the rhythm guitar. I think, I think it, it does. does. Now I'm going to have to re-listen to it. Whatever. Wow, this is going to be a whole process. <sighs> anyway, next up. Next up, Twice is on the list again. Yes, this time with Twice, Say Something. And this listener wrote, it was really hard to choose just one disco track by Twice. So I'm submitting Say Something, basically just to represent all of the wonderful disco-inspired tracks they've been gifting us over the last couple of years. A close second is SOS on their newest album, Sorry to Sneak In, Another Wreck. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is from the I Can't Stop Me album, Eyes Wide Open. Say something. All right, and we've got a like performance, and they're sitting. Okay, yes, they're so... just going to sit and sing it, but I made sure that the track is the same. Okay, here we go. Okay, yes. That, this sounds disco to me. Yes, because we got our... Mm -hmm, we've got wink the... It, wink, 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 wink. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> Let's see how it fills out. There's not a lot of electronic elements to it so far, so I do think it's leaning more disco instead of city pop. Nope. That's in Did I speak too in. soon? That's it just soon. came in real hard. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like the chord progression, there's like a specific mm, chord yeah. progression for the city poppier of songs. Of the like, bam, bam, bam. Yes, like Michael McDonald yeah. songs yes. all have like similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so 80s. Yeah. Oh. 
But this is a total vibe, and I'm very into the vibe that it is. Oh, this is one of my favorite songs on this album. The stage is very dark, though, I will say. They all do seem like they're just, like, sitting a bit in the darkness. <laughs> There's not a lot of lights on. It's very purple. But yeah, the pianos that sound like hold music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, such cute hair on I know, it's really, really cute. Every time I think about cutting my hair short, it's because I think I can make it look like that, and I never, I can't, <laughs> so like, I should never cut my hair short. I there mean, was, you could, but it would take a lot of curling irons yeah, and, like, hairspray and stuff. There was, in the glam video we watched last week, one of the girls had, like, a really cute, short, pink hairstyle. And I was like, huh? And then I was like, mm. no. You can't style it <laughs> the right way. I wish, though, like, if they look real cute sitting here and singing this, but, like, after just watching that WJSN song, I want to see them doing a little mm, dance They definitely like, could. There's room for it. But yeah, I also like, for argument's sake, like, I feel like y you could do the hustle to this song. So like, because that, that bass way, line like, is, is there's a disco bass right. line in there for sure. <laughs> and a saxophone solo. Oh, from Mo, Mo, oh, Mo that's why they laughed because Mo was acting out of sex. But I remember when I first heard this song and the saxophone comes in at the end just for it to fade out. I was like, what? Yeah, we were just getting somewhere. That's not cool. That should have come a minute earlier, JYP. A minute earlier. For sure. But yeah, I think I think we've got to make the distinction. I think that that falls into our city pop playlist. Yeah. I think it does. Interesting. Wow. This is harder than we thought. It is harder, harder than, than we, we thought. thought. I'm glad you brought up city pop. Yeah. Or we would be making mistakes we'd all be over the place. <laughs> Cause I, cause the thing is, is when I, like when I got this idea to start this and I started my playlist, the only songs on it were After Midnight and Signal by FX. Those were like the only things yeah. on my list. Maybe it will be harder to find actual disco songs than I thought. Maybe, maybe. But it's okay. Then we'll have a really sick city pop playlist. We'll have a really we'll good be city dancing. pop playlist. We're going to be dancing. <laughs> we'll still no be dancing. What. All right. Here's another song. I think I know this song, but we'll see when it starts. This listener submitted 80s Twilight, and they wrote Bitchin' Flute, 
Love that bitchin' is a very 70s slang word. It sure Good is. choice. In particular, when it's layered behind Hong Joon's rap. Disco references Daz Brick and Van McCoy, The Hustle. Great. All right. The flute is a very important part of The Hustle, so. This okay, is something just we're just song. listening to. Okay. Simple piano mm-hmm. intro. Hmm. Nothing about this is screaming disco to me right now. It's Tropical House. Yeah. Oh, but the flute is fun. It is fun. Someone I follow on. Oh, here we go. But you know, I would honestly argue that the flute is even 80s in its echoiness, mm. and it's kind of like. Yeah. Synthy wawaness. I'm not good at describing music. <laughs> Yeah, waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, you know. <laughs> the only thing I know about ATs is that at one point, Songpa wore a lot of capes in one comeback. Oh. And a lesbian I follow on Tumblr was really into that. Yeah. I know what San looks like. That's about all I got. I don't think I know what any of them look like. <laughs> oh, they have their own you know. And their own Young. I know. Tisk tisk. I do like this flute lick a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love a song that has like a weird instrument that really sticks out. Yeah. It's like the clarinet in uh, Sukhumvit Swimming. Right. That's a bitchin' clarinet <laughs> line. <laughs> The song kind of sounds like Super Junior, The Whistle. Mm, I can't think of that song while this one is playing. We vampire. Oh, oh Twilight. Like Twilight. <laughs> I never want to assume things called Twilight. I didn't about want to Twilight, either, but, but I guess this one is. <laughs> My sister just did a Twilight rewatch and she watched all four and like did a live Instagram like, story reaction. She oh, ended wow. up firmly on Team Charlie, which okay, is Bella's yeah, dad. Sure. <laughs> 
I said she should have been on team Michael Sheen. Mm. But he's an evil vampire. Yeah. Anyway, based on our criteria, I'm sorry to say this does not meet no. our disco requirements. It's a tropical good song, house, but it is a 100%. tropical house song. <laughs> not disco. No, sorry. Next up, we have Yua from Oh My Girl with the song Diver. And this listener wrote, while there are many great possible picks, this one is kind of under the radar, so I thought to highlight it. The, this B-side off of Yua's debut mini Bon Voyage from 2020 has funky disco instrumentals with a catchy chorus. Despite its reputation, it doesn't overstay its welcome, even at nearly four minutes long. Oh boy. Many, many of my favorite songs have a little bit of sadness or darkness to them, and this one gives that impression, and the lyrics are pretty neat too. Give it a shot, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay. All right. I definitely don't know this song, but I remember the debut. Um, so here we go. Let's see. The Forest Child song. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that feels disco so far. Although. This has like Michael Jackson-y vibes. Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson used disco elements yeah, in his music Yeah, he did in his sure. early stuff. Yeah. Like, Don't Stop Till You Give It Up is absolutely a disco song. Mm -hmm. And that. Yeah. It has no overtly city pop vibes to it so far. Sure. Bass is going and I like it. This is fun. Is it kind of? Maybe it's just the melody, but it, Gloria Estefan or something. Mm, like little rhythm is gonna get you. Yeah. Yeah, in that, like. I mean, you can definitely, like, Salsa to some disco. Oh, for sure. Salsa might be the wrong dance. Cumbia, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah That's chicken scratch right there. has our waka wakas, and the bass is properly funky. It's a little bit more stripped down yes i feel like i wish it had a yes if it had a violin it going, needs like it, it needs two more lines to the melody to the instrument like one string melody and maybe like a horn harmony sure and we would have the wall the of perfect. sound yeah but the vibes are absolutely mm -hmm. correct I'm gonna have to remember this one. This one and fanfare. Saying it out loud so I remember it. <laughs> oh. You know what? This feels like Kylie Minogue disco. Mm. Like new disco. Newer, yeah, for sure. No, the NU oh, disco. new disco, yes. Disco part two. Disco redo. The resurgence. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo Disco yeah. Part 2. 
This is funky. Yeah, I like it. Funky and fresh. Yeah, if this had been on the retro, or no, what's the Dua Lipa album called? Future Nostalgia. Yeah, it would fit. It would. I was listening to that on the way over. <laughs> Gotta keep the theme. Of course. I mean, when disco is all you've been reading about or hearing right. for the past, like, three days. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Fun. And it ended on a nice funky walk up. <laughs> Love it. Cool. All right. You a, you a diver could go on the list, on the proper disco list. She made it. List. She made it onto the disco list. No city pop here. All right. Next, we have Wonder Girls Be My Baby. Ooh. And the Wonder Girls, we're back. Okay. My limited understanding of music is failing me a bit here. I genuinely can't tell if this song has disco influence or if I just associate disco K-pop with the Wonder Girls so much that I can't help but think all of their songs have that sound. This is my favorite Wonder Girls song, so that's why I went for it. But please feel free not to include it if I'm wrong. <laughs> nope, that's not what nope. we're doing today. Like I said... You'll find out if you're wrong live on the air. <laughs> Like I said, and at the risk of sounding entirely too dramatic. Not possible here. K-pop's disco sound and the Wonder Girls and by extension Sunmi would not exist to the capacity they do today without each other. Mm. Would not say that, would not say no to another Wonder Girls reunion and their queen of disco sound. All right. Amazing. Well, Wonder Girls are known for playing with a lot of different genres, so it's not out of the question that they would have done a disco-inspired track. I can't think of how this song goes off the top of my um, head. The only thing I specifically remember, I think, is in the Wonder Girls movie where the choreography they literally, go they go baby. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely remember this being more like... It's a very Motown. Motown. Song, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But disco did sort of come from right. Motown in many ways. I was so. going to like say that earlier, but I like wasn't sure to credit it but as far as i know the term wall of sound was coined by phil specter mm -hmm. murderer phil specter who like was one of the biggest producers at motown yeah. but anyway and motown were some of the earlier producers of disco like the example i talked about earlier um my love is lost i think is the song yeah or, you were saying yeah, that was like that a motown, a, song. A motown yeah. track that led to disco so let's see well even if it doesn't fit I'm happy to watch some Wonder Girls, oh, so don't apologize, listener who submitted this. <laughs> They're back, baby. So this definitely has like the modern sort of EDM elements of 2011 K-pop, but you can definitely hear the doo-wop Motown influence of it. Yeah, it's def- it's- it's- I- didn't remember the song being this electronic-y because they always, they wear these little mini dresses mm -hmm. and do this like little, little girl groupy choreography that yeah. I didn't remember the song itself sounding so electronic in its I almost wonder if the chorus drops out some of those electric elements because I also don't remember it being mm -hmm. so produced in that way. So computerized, I guess. I don't know how to describe that. Because it's not technically techno. Right. But it's electronic. Mm. 
Yeah, this song is very hard. I feel like this song is kind of hard to describe. It is <laughs> it is hard to describe. Hmm. Because it's obviously drawing from retro genres. But it doesn't overtly mimic any of them. No, it's not like straight up doing any kind of genre because it almost is techno in the beat just yeah. there's a little but if fake you changed the if you changed the instruments and played basically like an acoustic version if they did this on if M Dramata had existed yes. in the day and they if did you this had with the, the real, real band the real band but that like please be my baby almost feels like you know like the temptations yeah. I can't think of a female version of that um but you know what I the mean. The Ronettes. Thank you. There's one. But this extremely... Yeah, that's so tech. Second gen sound. This whoop, 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 <laughs> Yeah, those sounds that are just sounds. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And I think that's why this is hard, because none of the instruments There's in no this instruments are real in instruments. It. It's just yeah. sounds. <laughs> I do love this key change, though. <laughs> oh, Wonder Girls. They're so cute. We need to do a deep dive on the Wonder Girls. It's on the list. It's on the list. I know. I just think it every so time long. I think of I the Wonder Girls. <laughs> For Boo, right? We gotta do it for Boo. They are his favorite. Yay! Yay! I don't know if that makes the playlist. I don't think I think it it's can. too much of an anomaly. It doesn't have any of the things we said on no. our checklist. So I feel like if the other ones that we said no to are gonna stand, then we can't say yes no, to this one. Not, Sorry to the Wonder Girls, but we love you. We love you anyway. Okay, last but not least, we have an, a group that came up a lot. When I, if you do a cursory Google search of just like K-pop disco, this group will come up. Um, so, and that is Tiara with Roly Poly. And this person wrote, uh, "I'm late, so this might not make it." You did, but mm -hmm. she's a K-pop disco classic. Did this group of girls that like each other? No, <laughs> but the vibes immaculate. Yeah, so I would say the vibes are immaculate. All right, so last one on the list here is. Tiara, Roly Poly. And we do already have a disco concept. And this, yes, this is. We're literally at a disco. The with music disco video balls. that takes place in the disco. Mm -hmm. And there's a zombie. This is the one where there's version. zombies. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to run into the same problem, though, of Be My Baby, in that none of these are instruments. But it's definitely a disco concept. Yeah, no, I think this is one that absolutely counts for that overt disco mm -hmm. concept that we were talking about earlier because they are doing a line dance, which was a mm -hmm. big part of disco, right. that there were dances that everyone learned. And it like takes place in a disco, but mm -hmm. Tiara made modern like dance, yeah. like electronic dance music. And that's what this is. Yes. 
So kind of in the way that I was describing G-Friend earlier as ha as Mago having that yeah. overt disco concept, but the entire song does not have disco elements to it. Like without the concept of Mago, would it count fully as a disco song? Probably not. Yeah, I think if you were just, if you would just put this on without the visual element, you wouldn't yeah. perk up that way. You do want to dance to it. It is a dance, sure. it's dance music. But are dance music and disco music the same? No. That's what we're learning today. And that little ah, 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 ah is the Bee Gees. Yes, and they're doing like all the right, the Saturday Night Fever moves and stuff. And they have their high-waisted bell bottoms. No, like the dance and the aesthetics are great. Disco concept? Check. check. Disco Absolutely. music? No, no check. check. This is, I mean, it's fun. I want to try to learn it while we're watching. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> And just danced her headphones off. Headphones right now. That's. I love I'd have that. to learn that. Hand hand wavies. Ooh. Ooh. That, this is disco-y. Doing a Soul Train line. And that specific. Yes, these these horns are perfect. Or I mean those strings. Oh, yeah, they've, they've got all the moves. I love it. Yeah, my mom used to teach me all the, like, I used to know the hustle when I was a kid. I, like, have mostly forgotten yep. it. But, like, my mom, like, that that was her music. So, like, I learned all the disco moves because, like, that was what she knew to be cool when she was a youth. I took dance my freshman year in high school uh, instead of PE, and we learned how to do the hustle and the electric slide. Nice. And other stuff too, but those were like the first few things. Yay! All right, TR Roly Poly. Disco concept. Disco concept, but sorry, for sure. not for the playlist. Yeah, not for the playlist, auditory only. But we could do a separate visual playlist. Sure. There's so many options so when many it comes options. to this because disco, thank God, is here to stay. Yeah, it is. Um, I love it. So love thank you go. to all of our seasoned fan tier patrons who submitted something. Apologies if we tore your opinions <laughs> to shreds. We didn't mean to do that. We really were just trying to find the disco songs. And a lot of you said, I don't think this is disco. And some of you and were right. Sweet. But that's okay. But that's okay. Because <laughs> now I think like now we've gone through this exercise mm -hmm. and we've given us good parameters and I think it will be easier to build the playlist now yeah. because now we all will have a much clearer understanding of what we're looking for. Yes. Even, I mean, even we have made some mistakes. Yeah. In fact, I'm pulling up We Ride right now just, just so that we can it. listen Let's to find it. Out. I must know. I must. Chicken scratch guitar.
The music video is very city pop. Yes, because it's, got it's the very eighties. Eighties, like. I think this is I a case of this... where our instrumentation is exactly the disco you yeah. asked for. But again, I think those—it's the chords. It's the city pop chords. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's like we were taught there's these Michael McDonaldy like and I think chords. that echoey. <laughs> In the background, yeah. has the city pop elements. There's little like that. Yeah. But I think it otherwise fits our checklist. Yes, because and there's, there's no overpowering. There's sense. our wicka waka. We've got our bass. Mm -hmm. Like it's got all real bass, strings. real guitar, real drums. Okay, I say it counts. I think it counts. It skirts a line though, because I do think there is this like, but I think that's the similar thing like with all like Asian music, because like my husband was explaining to me that like Chinese instruments have notes on them that like are not mm -hmm. on a piano. Yeah. There's like more notes. Right. So like I think the chords that are chosen or the melodic just like general style of Asian music is different from Western music. So I feel like whatever the city pop chords were or like that that's more likely to appear in the mm. k-pop because like that's sure the vibes yeah so yeah very interesting very very interesting um i think that's a that's a we ride is an interesting example of yeah being right on that line of especially with the concept itself of the music video and the like aesthetics of it yeah because that's fully 80s um yeah. but the sound of it it does have the beat it's got the guitar it's got the bass that we need so yeah, yeah. wow so i do not take it off of my example list and, you and it will be on the playlist um, all right. Well, again, thank you to everybody who submitted something and uh, thanks to everybody who was watching on the Patreon and we'll be right back with our random game. All right, we're back. And the random number generator said you had a lot of fun with me last week and you poked fun at me. So I'll make you cry. <laughs> and it chose got seven, which we reacted really strongly to and we're like, not excited to have done like, the wound is too fresh <laughs> too random fresh. number generator the wound is too fresh but we will not be giving you a lot of information about got seven today because they are deserving of a deep dive eventually so we will simply say that they debuted in 20 what? on january 1st 2014 they oh, announced oh announced the debut them. when did they do and that was jyp's first boy group since 2 p.m here we go january 20 2014 ah, beautiful with the first ep called got it uh and the title track of that was what a oh probably Maybe? that sounds right let's check the discography page Oh no, girls, 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 and then girls, a. girls, girls that love me, and then stop it, stop it. Yeah, my car A is my song First that song. when I plug my phone into my yeah. car, it, dun, 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 stop working. <laughs> 
stop front end. That's what happens as soon as I turn my car on every single day. Uh, um, but God Seven released a bunch of albums and did great things and were great. And they recently disbanded when their contracts expired. They decided not to renew them. And they all went their separate ways. So they're all doing solo stuff now. Which is fine. And they're allowed to. And I'm happy for them. I saw today that um, Mark and BB have a song on the Shang-Chi soundtrack. Ooh, the Marvel, The Marvel movie. Interesting. Keep yes, an eye out for that, I guess. Keep an eye out. And like Jackson's being a CEO and... Sure, I mean, Jackson's off building his own Marvel (laughs) Cinematic Universe, the Wang Cinematic Universe, and then JB's off being a thought in the woods. Uh Um, Yugyam's doing his own thing, too. Oh, I saw him pulled out something that was, like, with his new company, and it was this, like, crazy dance collaboration with other artists that are at his company. Bam Bam put out his debut ribbon. ribbon. Um, There's been a lot of really cute JYP alum interactions between him and Sunmi. Yeah, they're cute. Um, They're cute friends. Uh, But yeah, GOT7 as a group is kaputs for now. Unless they pull a 2 p.m. and come back somehow. And do stuff. Um, But um, anyway. Together anyway. They're great. And their deep dive is coming. Their deep dive is coming. But we will be watching their most watched music video, which is my favorite music video of theirs. Just right. It has 383 million views. And it is from 2015. And I feel like we've talked about this music video so many times because it's just such a like perfect classic music video. It's just such a good K-pop music video. This for a while was the song that I would like show people. Yeah, for sure. It's got that. It's it. It it deserves that type of treatment mm-hmm. all right so let's watch just right press play with me three two one go okay so we we're gonna see a oh, sad so girl nice. sitting sadly in the mirror using her clarisonic and she trying not to cry doesn't oh, like her. her skin <laughs> oh the drawer is rumbling Oh no, what could it be? It's Jackson! Oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. I wanted tiny Jackson on my makeup poof. Mark. And Mark on my clock. So the, all the lyrics are just mirror scale, tell her she doesn't have to change anything. Just a feel-good song. Telling you that you're just right. Just right. Ah, the dance is so cute. I love this dance. That part with the joke. Yeah, the little hoppies. (laughs) Oh, God, seven. And Mark's puff puff pass sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> and Bam Bam's neck tattoo. 
This one, the gloves. I always thought these gloves were so weird. I think he's supposed to be dressed like a goalie. Oh, interesting. But he's, but he's wearing, wearing them there, there too, actually. Too. So I, I take it back. There's choice. no excuse. <laughs> I was trying to help you out, Bam Bam. <laughs> no, I think the stylist was like, I think this comeback, Bam Bam should wear gloves. <laughs> Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> they're in a Barbie car and they're being adorable. Oh, the fans. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this, when they showed everybody's face, Jin Young was listed as Junior. Oh, right, because he was still yeah. Junior, because he has the same name as JYP. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it on our, like, um, subunits or whatever episode, but JB and Jin Young debuted first as JJ Project before yes. there was GOT7. I love this part. Where he does the dance. I saw someone make it into a meme that was like, that feeling when you eat cake and it's just so good. <laughs> I think of it every time. Oh, now the cute girl is doing the dance, too. And she's happier. Because she's just right. No, don't Not, jump no on shoes the on bed. the bed. <laughs> it's too but look at all these jumping boys. So happy. Oh, 2015 was a simpler time. <laughs> it really, really, really <laughs> was. <laughs> I can't even express to you how much simpler it was. Oh, they're so cute! I can't stand it! Oh, yeah. Oh, God seven. God seven. Gompa not forgotten. God seven. I have not fully mourned you, my loves. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all! Um, all right. Well, it's weekly recommendation time. Would you like to go first? Sure. I have two weekly recommendations. Okay. The first is for non-K-pop, but recent disco, modern disco music. Yes. Um, our dear queen, Miss Kylie Minogue, the perhaps founder of new disco. Mm -hmm. She put out an album in 2020 called Disco, and it's fucking great. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good. Picking just one song off of it is impossible, but I will pick one, and it is called Hey Lonely. It's a B-side off of it. The lead title is just called Disco. Um, and there's a deluxe version on Spotify. It's like a big 16-track album, and it's fun all the way through. So if you are in the mood for disco and you want a little bit of like a more modern take on it, it's perfect, perfect revitalized disco. It's exactly what you need for this day and age. Um, so Kylie Minogue, disco. Great. Easy to remember because it's called the genre. But my K-pop related recommendation is for the new Brave Girls song. And Ooh. this I had to, this is why I was so insistent upon checking 
that We Ride was in fact disco because their newest song is called After We Ride. That's the English title. The Korean title is something that I've seen translated as drinking habits. And it's the like main word of the chorus. Mm. Um, But the English title is After We Ride. And this takes place supposedly right after We Ride. Okay. um, Because We Ride is about like an uncomfortable conversation, an uncomfortable like car ride where basically the couple like breaks up. And After We Ride is about uh, basically knowing that this person is wrong for you, but every time you drink, you're drawn back to that person. Mm. Um, and what I really like about it is that after we ride has like a very, very overt eighties vibe to it. And the song itself feels very solidly city pop in the sense that like, I cannot say it is disco. It is not disco at all. It is way eighties, like fully since like electronic instrumentation behind it. Um, but I felt like it's just such a great follow up to the disco track of we ride that it's like a perfect, ah, perfect partnership. I love it. What a great little package. Brave girls after we ride. Yay. That's good. Um, my recommendation is really just a way for me to talk about exciting news on the podcast, which is that my boy crush, my boy crush, he's not alone anymore. Oh my God, my boy crush. So if you haven't heard the news, it's been confirmed that my boy crush and joy from red velvet are in love now. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Crush. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm wow. so I'm so happy for both of them. I'm so happy for both of them. I'm happy for their dogs who now have new dog siblings and yeah. new dog parents. I am happy that both of their companies were like, yes, they seem to really like each other. Crushes uh, no oh had my God, zero no. apologies. No apologies, not even one. Zero <laughs> apologies and the most beautiful lines about like getting to know each other slowly and seriously. And that every this person has made him happier yeah. and his I heart is I smile more every day because of this person and like, oh, my heart. Oh, it makes me. My heart, it flutters. My heart is a so fluttery. It flutters. So I'm very happy for them. Um, these two people who, as a funny tweet I saw... <laughs> always have to type in Korean singer after their name when they Google (laughs) themselves. Like they both of their names are so ungoogleable. Um, but anyway, all that to say, I was just going to recommend, and I know it was on my year end list, so I'm just being a broken record, but crush and joy met on doing a collaboration Mm -hmm. for, uh, his like quarantine album last year. And they did a song called may day and they filmed the music video at his house with his dogs. And she's like the princess that appears out of his make pretend castle when he's just like Mm -hmm. being bored in the house and in the house bored. And I don't know. It's just like really sweet. And his fairy tale came true. You got her. You guys. Amazing. It's so adorable. And now he has someone to visit him in the military. Good for you, crush. Good for you, joy. I'm just happy for everybody. So that's my lazy recommendation. But just to say, like, my boy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Ah, cheers to them. Cheers to them. Clink. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at AMA K-pop Pod on all of the places. Ask me about K-pop, the podcast on YouTube spotify we have a link tree link tree slash amy kpop pod that links to all our things like our discord or you can talk to other listeners 
and our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. If you want to join Patreon to see the video of today's episode, you can see our faces and us dancing along to all the songs. Or if you join the highest tier, you can submit songs like people did this week for the next time we do a special Patreon episode. Um, and I already have several genres in mind ready, of yeah. things I want to know. <laughs> no, this was an interesting setup for something. So I feel like we could explore this again. Um, uh, if you would like to give us a call, 181-AMA-K-POP-5 for voicemails. Um, we can also receive letters and packages and things to P.O. Box 260096. Good job. Los Angeles, California, 90026. I finally good memorized job, good it. Good job, good job. Finally memorized it. Um, and yeah, we have like all our episodes planned out for the next like two months and there's like exciting things happening and special guests and cool stuff. So thank you as always for tuning in and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration.